Has fear stopped you from going through a transition? Let's dive into it. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the No Negations Podcast. Daryl D is here. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, we just get to You were about to marry her. <laughs> no, was, you were so oh, like, oh my god, y'all. Daryl's about to be married to ass. Can we? Everybody, yeah, yeah. Um, so her name right now is Ayla Shay Stewart. So her initials is ASS. So she's like, Oh, one day when I get married, it's gonna change. But my last name is Sullins. My mom lied to me my whole life. (laughs) Well, DS Ninja in the house, Ayla Stewart, and we have three special guests. Um, let's go, let's go with you first. I'm Anique Day. Hey. Who are you? Oh. She's oh. my goddaughter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spicy. Okay. <laughs> Black Puma Blade. I'm uh, D. Sullen's brother. So you go by Black Puma Blade and yo. Every day. Yeah. That's all. That's how people know me. What's good, y'all? It's Dev. Dev the voice, man. You know the vibes. All right, so today, I mean, we're carrying on our, our fear um, series, and the question that I want to open up to the table is, has fear ever stopped you from going uh, through a transition? So you're at one place in time, you can be comfortable in this, in, in, in this moment or whatever, and you have an opportunity to expand or go somewhere else, but the opportunity is like unknown. You don't know what's, what could happen. Has that fear stopped you from that transition to something that could be better? Yeah, um, several times in my life, I remember when, um, wanting to go back to school after being out so, so many years in my 50s, going back to school. And I'm like, uh, sitting in the classroom, doing papers and doing things like that. Although I know it would enhance uh, my learning and help because of the <clears throat> unknown, getting through it and stuff, you know, helped me from doing it, kept me from doing it. For so long. So, <clears throat> what made you? Cause I know you went back. So, what what point did you get where you're like, okay? I guess like the cur. How did you get to the courage to go back to school or get that stuff go? You know, get going again. Well, <laughs> on my job, and I've been there 32 years. I have so many, so much training and classes and stuff. I said, I'm doing it there. I can just do it there. You know, in in a, in a school or a university, uh, the only thing I didn't have to write papers and stuff on a job, but mm-hmm. you know, doing that stuff there because I hated to write papers. I had this moment <coughs> of fear for me where, so like, for everybody that doesn't know, like, of course, all of us here know, but for the people that listen and don't know, your dad was my track coach in high school, and so. I got blessed with the opportunity to run track in college, and we like worked hard religiously. Uh, Dre, D, you all were on that team too, um, but like we worked hard religiously in track, and 
I think, Coach, at one point I had came to you and I'm like, yo, this school in Notre Dame, they want me to run for them while they go tour it. And you're like, they'll do it. That's, that's what we do this for. And so I got this opportunity to run track there for two years. I, had, I started off as a walk-on, but for two years I had worked really hard. And I ended up getting a scholarship offer from a school in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, wow, I've never been to West V before. I don't know anybody out there. And then my mom was like, oh, well, you should go. But I was so scared to go because I was like, dude, I don't know anybody. I won't have any support out there. But I know everybody that's here. I know like if I need something, I could go home. I know I could call on people. I already know the coaches here. I already know. And as much, like that lesson taught me a lot. I was 21. And as much as I would love to say that I did not let the fear stop me and I still went to West V. I let the fear cripple me. And I literally, I was like 21, but I asked my mom, I was like, can you just make this decision? And she looked at me like, no, you got to make this. And I'm like, please, mom, don't let me grow up. Like, out of all of the times to be an adult, I don't want to be an adult right now. And I decided not to go to West V. And I feel like that low-key, actually, like, I'm happy that I, you know, I made the decision. Like, I've come to grips with whatever my life is now because I made the decision. But I do sometimes wonder, like, what would things be like if I did yeah. go out to West yeah, Virginia? Yeah. And that's the thing for me. When I, what I think about with, with every decision is that, okay, if I, am I making the right decision by not choosing that? Yeah. Because you know? I've had opportunities where things were in front of me where I could have tried it or I could have attempted it. And I decided not to based off of what was going on. But it makes me think, like, is that, was that the right decision? And so the question I want to ask for you guys now is, how do you measure risk versus reward? So, like, if you're uh, faced with a decision, how do you make that decision of going left or right? And how do you feel? I guess, like, how do you feel in that moment as well? Mm-hmm. How do you feel in that moment of <coughs> knowing which risk is worth? Yeah, trying to figure what? out which one is worth it, you know, like, making your decision. So, like, Notre Dame and then the school in West Virginia, which one? In that moment, it came down to... I think it was something we were talking about before we started recording, but like comfortability. And so for me in that moment, the reward was wherever I was going to be most comfortable at. Mm -hmm. And so because I was going to be completely uncomfortable in West V, I was like, nah, I'm staying home because I just know home better. Um, But I would personally say when I look back on it, it's all about opportunity. I think that for like a lot of us, we all, when we first went to college, when you first, like that's a risk and reward situation. You have no idea a lot of us is nine times out of ten first generation students. So it's nobody to go to and be like, how do I get this financial aid done? Or how do I, what teacher, what should I say to this professor? And so it's just trial and error. A lot of risk and a lot of, a lot of risk is just trial and error. You just got to do stuff and then you got to get it completely wrong. But sometimes you have to get outside your comfort zone to yeah. succeed. That's and that's what I put you guys through. Yeah. That made you get outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, that is true. Because when I, I was talking to people about that situation that I knew, it was so funny how I was handling that. Because I was talking to people about that situation that I knew would tell me what I wanted to hear. Like, I was scared to talk to people like, dude, go to West V. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> That's another big thing with, like, decisions and stuff. You, when you make your decision... You also shape it by the people around you. And like you said, mm-hmm. you ask them, because you know what your friends are going to say. You know what your family is going to say. Mm-hmm. You ask them for what you want to hear. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of times they'll deliver that. And so I've learned that when I make big decisions, I can't ask anyone because I'm the one who's going to be doing it. I'm the one who's mm-hmm. going to be going through this 
or not, you know what I mean? Right. So where do you go for like your guidance? Or if you even go anywhere for guidance? I definitely go to my aunt for guidance um, mm-hmm. because it's a little less biased. Yeah, a little less biased. Thank you. Because my mom is going to be, well, do what makes you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And not every decision needs to be made based on comfortability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like for me, my biggest fear is actually doing what I would love to do. So I went to school to be a theater major mm-hmm. and I want to be... Um, I want to be at Playhouse. I want to, my like 100% goal is to work at in a show and travel. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really want to do Broadway because that's what everybody, oh my gosh, do you want to do? No, not really. New York's gross, but yeah. that's my <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, New York got like this mystery juice that like on the streets, yeah. it, it'll be like 90 degrees uh, outside. Yeah, it's just, wet. The streets yeah, is wet. Stink that's in nasty. New York too. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But, um, do y'all know y'all just cut off Thousands of our listeners. New York. Go <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>, New York. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm currently using Corona as my way to be stuck in my fear. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, we potting now. Potting now. Because I don't have to go and make this big transition. Because I was going to apply to work as entertainment on a cruise ship mm-hmm. and that was one of the first things that got shut down yeah and i and i tell everybody oh yes this is exactly 100 percent what i was going to do and i still didn't even know i yeah. was still like i'm i know when the auditions are but am i even gonna go yeah. um so it's a matter of now that i have this time to sit in my <clears throat> fear mm-hmm. um really asking myself where do i want to go from here and i do a lot a lot a lot of talking to my aunt and talking to God about it because that's all I can do well I mean for me I mean Deb know my model we talk about all the time my big thing is always what do you have to lose that's a fact like Mm. if you're going into a situation and the most you can do is like fail and go back to what you were doing then you absolutely need to go for it I mean of course usually when I'm talking about this with Devin it was talking totally about picking unrelated. up girls. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and I was like, I hope he doesn't. <laughs> it was, because it's like, you know, you're at the club, you see a girl you want to talk to, you're what single. You Most she can tell you is no, and you back on your way. You didn't lose anything from that conversation, you just didn't gain anything from it. Mm-hmm. Giving them bars on the Nominations <laughs> podcast. Yeah. So, is that how you, with every decision that you have... Um, that you're facing, you just you have that attitude like I have nothing to lose. Well, it's not always I have nothing to lose, but yeah. it depends on situation to situation. Like some situations, you do have something to lose. Yeah. Like you know, if you think about going out and drinking a night with your friends, mm-hmm. you might not make it up in time for work the next day if you got to get up early. Yeah. So okay. then you have a chance to lose your job. Is it really that important? Yeah. But that's I did. how I kind of go about it. What do I have to lose from the situation? If mm-hmm. if the most you can lose is just not succeeding, mm-hmm. you can go back to your normal life then shoot for it man what do you do oh go ahead and sometimes uh, people get stuck and hindered because of no mm-hmm. they're afraid to hear no yeah. they're was, afraid was, of rejection that <clears throat> yeah that was me i uh growing up i was really quiet and now y'all know that i was really really quiet mm. but i think the reason why i was quiet is because i was afraid to be wrong i was afraid to someone for someone to tell me i was stupid yeah or something like that. that so it was easier for me to be right in my head and be quiet versus me say it and be wrong and get judged. That's correct. But as I got older, I realized that um, that I do have a voice and I have something that should be heard by someone. 
So even what I'm saying may not be meant for you, but it could be meant for someone. And then I, and getting on stage and reala realizing the impact that we all have. Uh, I get on stage and I'm to talking to all these people. Half of them may not register what I'm saying, but it could be someone in there that's really being impacted by what, I, what I'm saying. And I'm like, okay, so if I decide to be quiet, that could be somebody's life that or somebody's life that I could, you know, be missing. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like that one woman when you spoke at the church and she came up to you and she was talking about going back to school. Yeah. Yeah. That was a perfect example. Per so what happened was so I spoke at the church and I got, I got off and then so after, you know, everyone's like, oh, you did great. Congratulations. Oh, taking pictures. <laughs> Is this the one that you cried at? <laughs> <laughs> then the voice will no longer. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know. <laughs> but um, but after the after the service and after people was done, you know, when I was done talking to people, this lady came up. She was like sixty two years old, and she was saying how she was dealing with a trans. She was transitioning in life. You know, um, she wanted to do different things, but it required her to have a college education, and her family was saying that it was impossible and she couldn't do it and all this other stuff. But something I said on stage, I can't remember what it really was, mm -hmm. but something I said on stage registered with her and she was just like, you know what, I'm going to go home right now and apply. Yeah. Because it's like what Andre said, like, what do you lose from applying? Like, she she's not losing anything from mm -hmm. applying, you know, to get into school. And then she, I saw a post um, late last year and she graduated. Yeah. So. That's lit. You know what I think too, <clears throat> from what I hear, when I listen to all of you all talk about this, and especially, Dominique, what you were saying. I think that, and Dre, to your point, sometimes it's not about the success or the fail. And I guess, essentially, it is. But sometimes it's like the expectations that other people have of you that come with the transition and that scare you. Because like when I first graduated from college, I was so sad. Because I was like, dude, my life is about to be hard. Mm -hmm. Because everybody, because I was the first, I'm the first <clears throat> man with my family to graduate so everybody, like, oh, you smart. You go get you a good time. And I'm like, yo, dude, I was a communication major. <laughs> it's over for me. <laughs> and so, like, I had these, like, I had my, my own expectations were, were uh, and not achievable or not small, but I knew what to prepare myself for. I knew I was going to have to fill out jobs. Mm -hmm. I knew I was going to have to interview. I knew it was going to be tough for me because I only had a bachelor's degree or had a bachelor's <laughs> degree, and people have more than that. But for the people that didn't have that, that were in my ear every day, they're like, oh, dude, it's going for you. You you finally did it. And I'm like, yeah. there's so much more to do. Mm -hmm. And so what scared me a lot about that transition and that, like what, what generated that fear and anxiety for me, it wasn't even about the, oh, am I going to be successful on my own terms? Because I went to college and knew what I went to school for. Like I knew this is what I'm passionate about. But it was everybody else and what they thought. Well. Part of that, I think, goes back to what Dominique was saying. That, like, you can't listen to what people... Because those people who haven't had it are going to tell you what they think you should do with that's it because fact. they haven't had it. Yeah. And they're telling you what they would do if they had it. Mm -hmm. So you can't always listen. And that's part of why I've always appreciated my friendship with D and Devin yeah. and my friend Kamani, too. Because you guys have always kept me grounded. Yeah, like, yeah. you've never told me... We've never told each other what we wanted to hear. That's a fact. We've always told each that other what they needed to hear. Sometimes I needed that's that. That's why I don't be talking to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to be held accountable. <laughs> you know what's crazy? And this may sound crazy, but some people have so much fear of transitioning that 
they stay in school for years. Yeah. They mm-hmm. go get their bachelor's yeah. degree. And they get their master's degree yeah. and doctoral degree. And I think that's from not really understanding and knowing why you go to school. Mm-hmm. You go to school to learn how to learn. Yeah. So at whatever level you're taking information, learn how to disseminate that information and apply that information, mm-hmm. whether it's the associate or whether it's a doctor's degree yeah. and everything in between. You have to at some point apply that knowledge and people have so much fear of doing that. Mm-hmm. And once they graduate, like you said, okay, I'll graduate. What yeah. now? What yeah. am I going to do? Yeah. yeah, I got in an argument with it. It wasn't an argument. It was just a, a debate. Probably an argument <laughs> with, a, uh, with a guy at the gym, and it was this kid that came through the school school system. He was one of those kids called like a thirty two on his ACT, four point two oh, GPA, wow. all this stuff. But he had a hard time outside of school. He couldn't get a job. He couldn't keep anything. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "It doesn't make sense. He's so smart." I was like, "What well, does that really make him smart?" Right. He understands all this stuff, but he can't apply that knowledge into real life. So yeah. does that. That doesn't make him smart. We was mm-hmm. going back and forth. Wow, no, he did this on the ACT. You're just a trained student. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I wonder if, and the thing is, the two things, like, Coach, the one thing about you and Dre, the same thing about you, is both of y'all have, like, military experience, which is a transition that I know I would never, like, I would never in my life ever sign myself up to, for somebody <laughs> to potentially kill me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the reality that's of y'all lot. transition. What the yeah. heck was that like? Y'all some nuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you go through boot camp. That's the the worst part about any uh, armed services mm-hmm. is the boot camp. And they mm-hmm. what they do is break you down and build you up. Yeah. And if you understand whatever the system, the format, or the, syst- the cycle, mm-hmm. you can get through it. And so after boot camp, it's like a job. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but you, you, you get to understand that. And most people coming right out of high school don't understand that. And they're like, hey, this is crazy. Which I went to the Marine Corps and I was like, why am I doing this right. once I was there? <laughs> yeah. But but after that, you learn. Well, so- he's absolutely, it, it really is just about like, when I was in basic, the game was simple. You're always wrong. You know, drill sergeant or drill instructor is always right. Yeah. And for a lot of people, the craziest part, and they struggle and always getting smoked just because they couldn't, fathom that no matter what they did it was the wrong answer <laughs> so they were struggling and they were constantly arguing because they just couldn't put two and two together that the name of the game is they're right no matter what just mm-hmm. drop it you don't have to have a discussion about it but so many people nowadays just can't handle not being right mm-hmm. not taking the no they just don't understand it so wow. when someone is forcing it on them they just can't compute and they can't mesh it in yeah mm-hmm. yeah have you guys ever heard of the, the personality traits test I heard mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. That is so vital. Uh, understanding if a person's a driver, if they're introvert <clears throat> or extrovert, and, and things like that. That is so uh, vital and to to know that, know your your personal trait, because that determines on where you, who you can work with, how well you work with those people, and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, probably even for relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a totally different level of transition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if you had two people the same, one of y'all be unnecessary. Yeah. And you have you are clashed so much. Because if both of you are a driver, you can you imagine that? Yeah. Always trying to drive. Yeah. yeah. And both of y'all are getting married. What is that transition like? That's what I was gonna that's what I wanted to kinda talk about next. Well, this is what this is about. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen though, like one question that I keep getting is Daryl, are you nervous? 
are you, how are you feeling? Are you, like, freaking out? Are you... I'm like, no. Nah, mm-hmm. I'm not. Like, I'm good. Yeah. So the question that I have is that, is it wrong to not have fear in a big step transition like that? Is it... Could that be... Not saying that I'm not taking it seriously, but in, in the everyday life transition or whatever, could that mean that you're not taking it fully seriously? Or well, like, I'm going to counter that question with this for you specifically. How long were you guys together before you guys decided to make this transition in marriage? Well, this is a... I, I know the answer. I would just... <laughs> <laughs> answer it. Answer but, but, right, ask the question again. How long have you and Ayla been together before you guys... Like, you guys are going to time... It? Four and a half. So, oh, don't you think after is. that much time that, like... Yeah. At that point, the fear is gone because you know just about everything you can about her. I thought that until this weekend. We were sitting at the table. We was at a wedding. And uh, the guy across from me, him and his wife, they were dating for six years. And he was talking about the weekend to the wedding. He was, like, crazy nervous and all that stuff. Because I, I used to think that same thing. I was like, yo, like, me and Ayla been together for half a decade. Does he really want to be married or is he getting forced into it because he's been with her for six years? Wow. That's right. You're taking a left turn, buddy. My point is... My point is, he's a totally different person than you, Dean. So he's been making different life decisions up to then. So... He might be nervous because he might not be fully invested. With the but spicy after, <laughs> but after four years, almost five with this lady, you know that ass is for you. you don't- <laughs> <laughs> Mom and Dad are in the room. I can't. <laughs> We've never for even sure. held hands in front of them. <laughs> 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 like she's back there laughing. <laughs> Yo, her initials. <laughs> hey, that's funny, bro. <laughs> the th- but this is the thing, though. And this is the, the thing, too, about, like, no, if not being scared, is that a bad sign? The where, where I agree with Dre is because, like, usually you, like, and not just with marriage, but if something does not scare you, usually you are probably prepared for it or you have no that's idea what's on the other side of that door and you just don't care enough to be scared, which... Mm-hmm. In my life, that's often me. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, I got to this point to where I realized I only have but so little control. Mm-hmm. And I keep telling people that, that, that have that deal with the anxiety and the fear of not having control over things. I'm like, dude, you don't really control any of this. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Walk out of this house and get hit by a car. None of that was in your control. Yeah. Hey, Dev, what about this? Remember when you guys first qualified to go to States? Uh huh. Remember that? Yeah. How elated you were, how excited. Oh, yeah, I lost that. I, I blacked. In the, in the dude face, I was like, let's go! <laughs> well, then you got to States. And then we got smoked. <laughs> because you guys saw how big it was. I was a deer that, in that, hell. That that, right, that was a transition. Mm-hmm. And seeing the, the, the size of the crowd, the amount of people, and the competition you had to run against. Yeah. So, you, okay, well, I'm going to take, I'm going to point it at you personally. All right, because uh, you competed on like a world level national level when you get to that point where you're like oh i'm not scared and then you get there and you're like dang all these lights all these people how do you deal with it then like what were the steps that you take then the amount of drills and the fighting and the competition you go through to get there you know i mean it's a lot of competition and after going through that and preparing because the first time i tried out uh, when i was what 18 or so I lost in the semifinals, but then when I went back, when I was 21, I made it. So I had a taste of it. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, the preparation, you can be very prepared, 
or you just can be naive to what you're about to experience. But the thing is, is to move in spite of. Mm-hmm. I was gonna yeah. say what's the difference, but I guess it don't matter if you're moving in, in spite of it. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times with those, you gotta realize like it's you have no control over it. Yeah. It, for his situation, like I've been training for this for umpteen years. I've been preparing for this. I've done all I can to get up to this point. Yeah. I'm either gonna do my thing or I'm, I'm not, not. Mm-hmm. and that's the end of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like I think the thing about fear is is like fear is a lot like a roller coaster or skydiving. If you just Stop thinking about it and do it. It's not as scary as you think that it is. Some things, or, or I'm not going to say that's the remedy for everybody because some people are like, nah, this is even worse. But for me, all anything that's ever caused me to be crippled by fear is because I, I didn't move to do it. And so speci- specifically in that situation, I literally was crippled from the fear. Did not move, do well, it. And, and that is part of it though. Like if you think about people who have like anxiety <clears throat> attacks and things like that. They're, a lot of times they're not having anxiety attacks about something that's happening at that very moment. Mm. They're more so having anxiety about what's about to happen. Well, Just I, thinking about what's going to happen later, what this is going to affect them in what way. I think that's true until money is involved. If you have to make a decision, you got bills to play, pay, and you have this job that's stable, then you have this opportunity that can be huge for you. But if you leave that job and you have to go take on that respond that new responsibility mm-hmm. and not be able to pay your bills i think that's what makes people scared so i think it's easy to say that okay just jump and just do it yeah, yeah, yeah. until you have something like that and that's when you come into what do you have to lose if you jump if yeah that's why a lot of people don't <clears throat> like their day job because they're not doing what they love because what they love is not going to pay the bills and the bills need to be paid and in that situation too sometimes i feel like you really do have to consider what do you have to lose because mm-hmm. like if you i don't if you rap and you're good, and you might get a deal, but you also got a family. I might be like, mm, take care of your family. <laughs> but being very strategic with your life to where it's a time and place for that, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where is that point where you're on that job and you hate it, and you have an opportunity to do something greater? Where, what point for you guys personally? Do you guys get to you know where you'd be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to leave here and go there. Like where, where, how long do you think it would take you to? If that, does that question make sense? It makes sense. I mean, me personally, I think I'll just bite the bullet and stay at the job until I'm sure I could either get that new job, yeah, or until this is just a hundred percent not going to work. Like I'm going to get fired tomorrow mm. because <laughs> of the fact that like if you do have you do have priorities and you do have sometimes families you got bills to pay, and life is not a fairy tale at all. Like, when I say you're either a gonna, horror film, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I say you're either gonna make it or you won't, you a lot of times won't, and that's just how life is because things don't always stack up how they should. But you can't be afraid fair. to fail, and and mm-hmm. I think you know anyone that's listening to this podcast, that's that stagnates a lot of people because mm-hmm. they're afraid to fail, mm-hmm. and they're afraid to get no's. But that's the first step in success. That's a is learning from those failures, learning from those no's. I think what's important too is when you surround yourself with people who have that same like mindset. Mm-hmm. So like how Dominique was talking about her aunt and how she goes to her aunt for different things to uh, bounce ideas off of. I think that stuff is huge. Like Dre and Aunt or Dre and Andre, <laughs> Dre I'm and here. Devin like going through 
since high school, yeah. call him up. We used to be on three-way. Like, hey, bro, I'm about to do this. I'm about to do that. Mm-hmm. Usually one of them was like, no, nah, don't do it. And the other was like, yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but having having those people to like have conversation with and you'd be like, okay. And they just give you other perspectives. I think it's huge. Yeah. And I... And then, like, also, too, me personally, I'm a bet on myself type of person. But I realized, but, like, a lot of, Coach, the things that you taught us when we were coming from up under you during track have taught me to sort of bet on myself and not anybody, and not to, like, let somebody else bet on me. Like, I'm always going to bet on myself. The way I move, the way I speak, the way I communicate to people, I'm always going to bet on myself. But I also like take pride in not having as much as other people to lose like i don't want you know some people like they have family or they have somebody that they providing for that they like i can't take these opportunities i like dodge those opportunities to create more room for the, <laughs> <laughs> for the take it on damn <laughs> like, do it so so that's i was watching a uh sorry <laughs> i just cut you off a little bit i was watching a, a gold cast you guys no, go cast us. No, of course I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like they they kind of post motivational things. But I was watching this goal cast, and it was this guy that was graduating college, and he had worked so hard um, to be best in his class, and he got it. And but his speech was all about getting there and feeling nothing. Mm. And he said he gave up that. on so many experiences and so many memories that could have been made. And his advice was to. Take the chance in your relationships. Focus on relationships. Because I feel like we're talking about career a lot, right? You're scared mm. to take the success in career. What about scared to take success in relationships, Dev? Oh, oh, she read me. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Give me one of the I think you have to look at it. Like, even business on a lower scale, on a smaller it. scale, <laughs> all business is is it's relationships. relationships. Yeah, in order is. for you to be successful in business, you have it's to have relationships. So, I think when you're talking about relationships, it, you can't have a successful, if you want to talk about business, you can't have a successful business if you don't have successful relationships. Mm-hmm. Because all it is is communication and networking and conversations mm-hmm. with different people. So if you can't have that, if you don't know how to talk, and if you're a guy and you don't know how to talk to females and males, or you're a, a male don't know how to talk to females and males, it's going to affect your business, your relationships with everything else. So I think relationships is just the number one thing in anything is understanding how to talk to different people. Yeah, but I but to Ayla's comment, jab, jab, yeah. <laughs> sucker punch. <laughs> that is also uh, one. It's a loaded response to that. But the short version, though, is is when we talk about like risk and reward. Those risk and rewards are two totally different for me. So, mm-hmm. and for like, if we're talking about the fear of transitioning in the midst of relationships, that is much more risky than this reward for for me and so that's why i'm saying that everybody's remedy for canceling out that fear is going to be totally different for some people it's going to be just doing it for some people it's going to be having friends that hold you accountable for some people it's going to be learning how to nurture your own relationships but when when you say relationships you you're looking at relationship as a foundation but then it could be educational relationship Mm -hmm. of uh, occupational relationships, mm-hmm. you know, business relationships, right. you know, uh, male female relationships, friendships. Yeah, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Just friendships. It, any type of relationship, 
can stem in, in any direction because it's so broad. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if you're able to develop relationships, whether it's uh, relational, whether it's occupational, there's still a transition and there's still a fear. Yeah. Because yeah. two worlds coming together from different experiences for a common goal, right. you have to know how to deal with yeah. it. And this, oh, and this fear of like not being accepted by the other person, whether it's a friend or like no. putting yourself out there. Yeah. Like I've had fear of that before. Like I'm talking about fear of relationships. I'm not just talking about what you were. I only said you because you had just previously said you. It sounds good. But like. But I have experienced fear with just putting myself out there to create friendships with other people or mm-hmm. fellowship, specifically with my relationship with like believers, like mm-hmm. other believers, um, because I'm like, I got to put out my dirty laundry almost, you know, yeah. in that circumstance. So I think that fear can, you know, distract you from great relationships, whether that be in business or friendships or any of that. Mm-hmm. Do you remember fear of meeting us when? Yeah. Okay. Did. Yeah, I remember I picked out my outfit with my mom, and I was like, is this showing too much? And then I, I wore her shorts, <laughs> because they were a little bit longer than my shorts. <laughs> she was fast. She was fast. <laughs> she used to be fast. <laughs> I wore her, her shorts because they were a little bit longer than my shorts, and I was like, I, okay, I need to get longer shorts here <laughs> to go meet his parents. But yeah, I was scared. So That's fear weird. can come in all shapes and sizes mm-hmm. for all different reasons. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do with that fear? Mm-hmm. Are you going to have that fear? Is that fear going to have you? Mm-hmm. I just made a decision. And for me, I believe it's a huge decision in my life. And sometimes I go to talk to Ayla about too. But man, I was I was definitely scared because I'm like, yo, like so many things can go wrong. And I, I, it was to the point where I was trying to play it safe. If that makes sense. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do it, yeah. but at this level. <laughs> so, and, and that's and that's the thing, because even like now, I'm trying to get over the, you know, and I want to say make that leap, or like Devin was saying, make that jump, but I don't think I'm necessarily there yet. Mm-hmm. And I get, it's frustrating because I'm like, okay, I know I can do it, and if I just do that leap, it's going to force me to do it, but it's the fear of not not making it or not doing it. But is that a bad thing, though? Like, telling yourself that you're not, like... See, it is and it isn't. Because at the same time, like, when she's talking about, like, relationships, like, that is a lot of pressure to put on someone. And sometimes, I think, in relationships, we don't realize how much pressure we're putting on a... Like, and I'm talking about, like, romantic relationships. Because you are forcing that person to be your other half. Yeah. When you're having an off day, that means it's... If both of you guys are having an off day, somebody has to suck it up and pick up the both of you. Right. So, a lot of times, there are some times when it's all right to play it safe, because... Like, you might see certain women or certain men, and you might be like, hey, I see potential, and I don't think... I've seen you on your off days, and I don't think you'll yeah. be able to carry us both. If, oh, yeah, I see what you said. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, I, and I actually like that, because technically, I mean, really, is true, because some of the things that I factor in, I have to factor in now, is that I, it's me and Ayla. Like, if I do this decision, I may be gone yeah. all day, trying to do, like... Try to juggle both. I could be gone all day. Right. Look at her smiling over there. <laughs> <laughs> and it could kind of like it could mess up our relationship. So I think uh, I guess I shouldn't say it like a bad thing in, in this aspect because there's other responsibilities um, that comes with I guess making this decision. And it's nothing wrong with that. It, this thing is going to happen the way that's supposed to happen. 
Um, God has already been blessing us. So like, mm-hmm. I know, I know, like things are going to work out, but um, oh, we might have to do the next episode on patience and fear. Yeah, that's deep. Yeah, I've let mm-hmm. fear uh, uh, cripple me so many times that now I'm like, oh, I'm just scared. I know how to do this <laughs> because like that experience too. Yeah, like sometimes you gotta. You got to experience that. And like if you don't put yourself. The cool thing is too is like I think you started saying this. If you find yourself not being scared, then you, you're probably not trying to get outside that box. Like you're probably not pushing that edge mm-hmm. to get outside of that comfort zone. And so it's a lot of times where I'm like, oh, I'm freaking out. And, and not just in sports, but in all aspects of life. At this age, I find myself constantly being nervous, constantly. Well, I just think, I personally, I don't think I've ever really had a lot of fear that crippled me, just because ever since I was a kid, I think it was with my grandmother and my uncle. Like, they used to be watching, like, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and stuff like that. Like, all those lottery shows where, like, you answer one question wrong, you lose all this money versus, like, the million. Yeah. And I always just tell my grandma, I was like, man, I hate to be on one of those shows because I know I don't know enough to make it all the way to the top. And I just went out there and made a fool out of myself. Yeah. And she was like, okay, but you went home with five more dollars than you left with. That's so yeah. what's the problem? Yeah, that's a fact. Sound like stocks. I remember um, when I first started training and in competition, I lost because of fear. Now, I'm in the ring competing against somebody, competing with fear. So I didn't perform at a high level. But then at a certain point, I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I said, people are going to start being afraid of me. Mm-hmm. And so it was a mindset. I like that. Because <laughs> in, in, in training, you guys, it, was a, it wasn't about just how fast you were or how much skill you have, or your technique. It was about confidence. And see, I can train anybody, but they have to have confidence. Mm -hmm. I can't teach you or coach you on confidence. You have to have a measure of it. And so if you take that confidence and apply it to the skill, now you Mm -hmm. succeed. This is some of the things that I take away from this episode today. So all of this is just coming. I think it's perfect. Is that, okay... It's okay to have a little bit of fear taking on a new thing. Um, but when you're operating in that new thing, you have to operate like you're the best at it. Mm-hmm. But you also have to remember when you're taking on these different tasks, you have to remember like your, the other relationships you have. that So it doesn't take away from relationships with other people because ultimately, ultimately that's the most important thing. Right. So the relationships that you're building with other people and then whatever Dominique said, she said something that was dope. Like, it's, it's not registering right now. Oh, there you go. Uh, finding a solid group of people to work with. My bad, Dominique. <laughs> <laughs> Dominique Day. <laughs> Devin and I learned pig Latin. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to teach you everything. You know, the, the best to your ability, you have to go in there and say, you're going to get it done. Mm-hmm. And, and and like you said, you at times you did it just enough. Yeah. You know, to say you did it and because and, and, you didn't want to fail. Well, I mean, just like I was telling you earlier, I've done it to D a bunch of times. I've noticed a lot, of, a big motivator for you and D especially is all I got to tell you is you can't do it. That's just a like, fact, man. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I hate that. Yeah, sometimes I do it on purpose. <laughs> I, told, uh, I was telling people because uh, I was thinking about running, I'm thinking about running again. So I've been telling everybody, like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about running, I'm thinking about running. Nobody has said I can't do it yet. 
Because we know better. Get that, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the reason why I say is because I don't. I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to be wrong in saying that you can't do it and they mess around and do it. So I just be like, nah, you got I will it. talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I will come on the pipe and be like, yo, but see, But I'm always willing to bite that bullet if it made my friends do something great. Just like, I remember we were doing a high jump and you didn't want to do it. You're like, I haven't done high jump in so long. I'm not going to do good at this. Or well, it was long jump. I'm not going to do not gonna do this. I'm, my dad signed me up for it. I'm not going to do good at this. I'm like, you're right. You probably suck at it now. <laughs> <laughs> Even with reading, too. <laughs> Man, but I appreciate Andre, Devin, um, I'm a neat day. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, coming on to the podcast. For sure. um, uh, when y'all get a chance, check out uh, Devin's platform. Devin has the All Right This Podcast. Um, and then you can check out Dominique. I'm going to talk to you. I don't care what she said. On her, on her Instagram page, she's doing some dope stuff out there on Amanit Day. And then check out my dog Dre on his page. I don't know what the Puma the stuff is, but his name is one and only Dre. <laughs> you can just call me Wolf for short. I see her when she called. You know what I'm saying? Turn the mics. But we appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of No Negations Podcast. Uh, what I want you to do now, visit us at www.nonegations.com. We started doing this one-on-one coaching, A-list in the spiritual aspect. My dad is in diversity training uh, from the corporate level, and I'm actually dealing with transitions, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, but um, go ahead, go on there, um, book your free session, uh, and then we can go from there. But, oh, what am I missing? Oh, also, shout out or uh, check out the store and blend it. The store blended in Belden Village Mall. Uh, we have all our apparel. We have some new items that's dropping um, in a couple of weeks. So definitely check them out. But anybody got anything else? Yeah, don't forget to uh, wish D and Ayla a good congratulations on the 19th. They finally tying the knot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next week, I'll be married. Husband and wife. So it's no, it's no, it's no more Ayla Shane. Or Ayla Stewart. <laughs> Ayla Silence. Ayla Shay Silence. <laughs> Same in this. Yeah, we appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode.